Hello and welcome to another episode on MyCast. This is your host Kasturi and this is your host Pallavi. We are in conversation today with Sanjana Singh, creative director at Terribly Tiny Tales. She's a content extraordinaire and a storyteller, having created multiple content IPs for brands like Amazon Prime Video, Hershey's India, Cadbury Dairy Milk Silk, OkCupid, TLC and many more. She's also responsible for building a 5 million strong digital community organically. with a core expertise in the creation and curation of promotional content for brands in the form of engaging social media friendly storytelling formats we are extremely excited to have you on board welcome to my cast sanjana hi guys excited as well very very excited <laughs> so starting right off with the first question that we have for you ttt is a thriving platform with an immense reach strong audience connect and a flourishing storytelling environment and you have been an integral part of this process since 2017 so can you tell us a little bit more about your writing journey with ttt um so my writing journey actually officially began with ttt i am very very fortunate to uh, be able to say that i am an engineer by academic qualification and i i am i have pursued the electronics and communication engineering from a government college and i think that sets the basis for most of the careers today <laughs> that you have to be an engineer before you can be what you really want to be and uh, yes i think i joined ddd in 2015 unofficially i became a part of the remote writing team they used to run ddd uh, from a very very small office here in bombay and i only knew a bunch of people who were working in the core team and i just reached out to them i was a fan you know how generally people start following ttt and most of the people today in ttt started as fans so i was a fan and i was like wow there's this company in the clutter of everything and uh, anything on social media they are telling stories and uh, if i want to become a writer maybe this is the right place to start so i used to send them 20 tales a day a day i used to just write relentlessly like you know fan mails and they used to have a platform earlier where people could submit openly and i used to every single day very religiously write something or the other and send them so imagine 20 every day so i submitted bunch of pieces and then one got selected and i got a call from them that hey we are publishing this and that was like oh my god what is happening dream come true moment for me one tale getting published on a platform at that time was a very 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 big deal then second tale got published and then i gained some confidence that maybe i can do something like this and uh, you know consider it as a career so i wrote to them that i would love to be a part without telling my parents obviously and uh, this was i was still pursuing my last year in engineering and uh, i said okay if this works out well uh, what's the harm so i sent them a mail i reached out to them saying i would love to be a part of your team here are my samples and i've already i picked some brands that were uh, at the time you know they were publishing about that and i wrote my own stories on those brands and i got a call back they're like yes so we are expanding our company please join and i was like i still have to give my engineering exams <laughs> but yeah that's that's uh, it's quite a very uh, very filmy story of sorts but yeah that happened then in 2016 i joined as a junior content lead uh, that's how i began and at that time the team's average age was 21 year old so everybody 
was straight out of college and uh, there were people from commerce background there were people from engineering uh, biochemical engineering all sorts of people so very fun mix of like minded people who shared this love really really you know the only common thing that got us all together was this passion to i, I still have goosebumps when i talk about it you know passion of just telling stories and that's how we began just you know as a junior content lead then uh, i loved you know i picked up uh, this uh, liking uh, towards stories on social media that how while you know scrolling how can you come across a piece that just touches you and makes you think something makes you introspect and yeah i think that's something i found comfort in and uh, happiness in uh, some sort of satisfaction satisfaction was cathartic so yeah uh, social media then i became chief curator for social media and then yeah 5 years later i and it's a small team right startup so we began with 20 people now there are 40 plus so everybody did everything so i've worked in brands i worked in tech i worked in product i worked in film i we still do that we still work in all across the departments so i have a fair uh, experience of sorts in everything and yeah that's that's how it's it's not a linear journey it's been uh, chaotic actually but it's also fun because i think creation is also not linear and uh, it's all over the place and somewhere in that chaos you find some beauty some joy some solace so yeah i think it's amazing how you described your like journey with ttt is very filmy because i totally agree like this is i think many people's dream career like to be able to make money off of your passion is a is a like it's a dream lot of us aspire to have and in that filmy story something very interesting that i picked up as you know a student of marketing is that like one of the fundamental backbones of ttt is the user generated content right like the people who really love what ttt is doing on their social media they are the ones who are like you know what i want to contribute to this so you're leveraging you know the vast writer community to narrate tales under you know hashtags like midnight musings hashtag select hashtag shower thoughts these are all these different content formats and it feels like very representational of the emotional zeitgeist that people have because you're including their voices you're not talking to them you're talking with them so i want to understand like ttt as a platform how exactly do you go about leveraging that user generated content to achieve this resonance that you have with your audience uh so you know like you said uh, our core is we are not talking at people or to people we are talking with them so that is really the uh, what do i call it the core ethos of how we tell stories also within us the team of writers i always say that during my sessions that every creator is also a consumer so our team is also a set of consumers we are also consuming certain kind of stories we all began as contributors we still are contributors there's no one person that is you know telling the stories at ttt and that's the beautiful part about it that there's not one line of thought that we are following we are following a bunch of feelings a range of emotions that people feel or relate with or are feel represented by and that's where the community comes in so see the thing is uh, we earlier it was a pro- pure user generated actually when it started it was just 15 writers ttd began with 15 writers and then we thought okay why why just limited to 15 voices imagine what you know more people more minds or more hearts could bring to that so we slowly increased and expanded and then uh, there was uh, i initially was a part of the curation team we used to read some 5000 
stories every single day every single day and go through them and pick voices it was a very tiring exhausting sometimes frustrating process but also within that you found uh, we found such amazing brilliant voices who are still with us by the way like they they have somehow become part of ttt or they are remote writers but you know you don't find voices like these very easily it's it's a very difficult task to find somebody who shares the same value system and also knows how to give words or a visual or a story to a feeling so it starts with user generated but now i think we have come to a point where uh, we also realize that uh, we need to tell certain kind of stories there needs to be a very strict curation of what we put out there because now there's a big community that we need to address and we need to uh, create for so it's not uh, it's not really uh, autonomous in that way the way it was 5 years back where we had the freedom to you know just put stories out there like the scene has changed a lot over the years we have to now take care of the algorithm also we have to take care to be consistent with our performance and numbers so that brands come in revenue now we have like you know people to uh, pay exactly people are working for us we have we are a company now so now it's not uh, extremely user generated i would say we still try and find platforms or ways through which we can get new voices so now instead of them submitting to us we go to them saying hey we found your handle you are doing this this is great we love your voice to would you want to contribute so now the screening is from our end rather than you know now also the creator scene has become so 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 vast now it's very difficult even if we call for entries it's just difficult to go through the kind of volume we receive so now we have made the pro- we have just flipped the process now we skim through the volume that's already existing people who are already out there comfortable creating content have a certain kind of voice and we pick from there So Sanjana that's something you mentioned that there are a lot of factors that come in when you are creating content for brands and uh, that leads us to like the next question that I had for you that you have used your experience in storytelling that you've created multiple content IPs for many popular prominent brands and because there's so much content clutter in today's world how do you consistently maintain originality and freshness during your ideation and creation process in that case See now there are two things to it there internally also we have very clear uh, or somewhat some sort of boundary between branded content and editorial content branded content the basic filter before anything else is the budget so <laughs> the brand comes to us with certain money in their head certain set of amount that they would like to spend on a campaign and everything that we pitch to them is based on that uh, monetary compensation similarly if we are pitching a campaign to a brand we put a certain amount that these are our formats and this is the budget that will work on and then you know the conversations happen that this is not falling in our budget that's falling in our budget but core of it if you talk about how do we still keep the heart of storytelling at it while creating branded content i think the first question we ask while pitching to a brand and while uh, the briefing for a brand is that how which part of the messaging of this brand aligns with our messaging because uh, unlike 
ads that go on television or newspapers ttt still has an audience it has a voice so there's it's very important to find out which part of the brand story aligns with our story so whatever brand it is we don't even pitch to all brands because you know some brands just doesn't align with our voice so we pick brands that cater to younger generation that cater to our target target audience and within that we find out okay what's what part can we use uh, uh, to our advantage or to our storytelling so let's say if the brand has a strong uh, uh, affiliation to the emotion of friendship or to the emotion of familial connection to the emotion of love so as the first question we ask ourselves that what's the feeling here what does the brand stand for what would they like to stand for so the brand also comes with us that you know we want they come to us with a very technical brief of course that let's say if they want to promote a certain brand of coffee in their heads it's very simple that they want to promote their coffee brand they will say that this coffee brand caters to urban metro people younger generation it sparks conversation the feeling of knowing somebody so now the important part here for us is the feeling of knowing somebody or to get conversations because that's the story part of it that's where we will uh, that that's what will help us create stories so then we go back to them and say okay here's an ip let's say talk it out here's an ip talk it out where we uh, create stories on people meeting for the first time the awkwardness of first conversations uh the uh, vulnerability of first conversations when people meet for the first time what are the things they would like to talk about first dates could be a separate setup if that's something if you want to explore romantic connections we can do a whole series on first dates let's make first dates a series or if you want to uh, include uh, you know how people meet adults are meeting these days and creating friendships then that's a different category so you know this is how we start from a very core thought of let's say conversations and then we move on to what aligns with the brand and coffee then becomes an instrument it's not the hero of the story the hero of the story is the story the coffee is just a catalyst or like a participant so it doesn't really uh, uh is is not in consumer's face that oh they are you know uh, advertising coffee it's about coffee we don't want to uh, listen about it it's about the conversation when people buy products they are not really buying products they are buying stories behind the product when you talk about product you talk oh this made me feel like this or oh this skin care you know makes me feel good it's a good hair day so you're not really uh, promoting a shampoo you are promoting a feeling what it made you feel and yeah that's how we uh, the whole team brainstorms okay let's find out what the feeling is that we can target and once you know the feeling then the product can come in later in the picture so i think the way you described how you go about like planning out content and saying okay a brand has come to us with this this is how we'd like to you know hit on feelings and not just sell an ad which i think is very important in today's age and day and age where like you're constantly bombarded with ads you're tired of it it's nice to like indulge in something that's genuine and still you know manages to meet that kind of i guess business angle of it So I think in a similar vein I have a question um about you know something people whose main business I would say is like on social media something they're constantly thinking about is oh my god we have to optimize for the platform we have to optimize for the platform reels is a new trending format instagram lives were a format and in this like kind of rat race to keep up oftentimes the soul of the content like needs to keep up as well and so I want to ask you like 
you know, I believe TTT earlier used to be very text forward. And now, in fact, if you have a look at the page, it's there's a lot more illustration work. There's a lot more real work. And so I want you to take us like behind the scenes on the process of as a platform, keeping up with, I would say, maybe Instagram's format changes. How have you kept your stories alive as the platform keeps shifting? Right. So uh, this is one interesting thing also I mention when I'm taking workshops is, uh, every creator or a storyteller has uh, different personalities in their head. Like they, they might be a 30-year-old, they might be a 40-year-old, but when they are creating, they are a different person if you are creating for other people. So let's say when I joined TTT, I was the target audience of TTT. I was a 21-year-old. That's the core target. Now I'm 28, but I'm still creating for 21-year-olds. So I have to constantly, you know, isolate from my uh, uh, personality as uh, what I am and constantly say, okay, what is the what are the 21-year-olds reading or consuming these days? It's a difficult process. It's very, very frustrating because every day now the evolution is so fast-paced that it can literally get very frustrating to keep up. Okay, what is this new slang that people are talking about? What is this new pop culture reference that we don't have any clue about? So then you have to, you know, let go of that control and say, okay, let me talk to a younger person. And uh, that's why we have a team of people who are 18-year-olds, who are 23-year-olds, who are 25-year-olds, who are constantly, you know, and we listen to them, okay, oh, this, we didn't know. And they're like, yeah, people are talking about anime, people are talking about K-pop. We don't follow that, right? But you need to have that much uh, knowledge or some sort of uh, uh, idea about what's going on. So, yeah, I think uh, it's very important to, like you said, keep up with it because you're still catering to a community. And you have to find out what they are talking about in order for you to create relatable content for them. I can stay in my silo and say, no, I will create content that I want to create. But then I am not catering or I'm not keeping my community in mind. So I think at the core, the community just wants to be seen and heard and understood. And you have to find out how to create something through what through which they will feel seen, understood and heard. And that's how, that's why it's very, very important to observe and just take some time to sit back. Like most of my time now goes in just scrolling. I can't, I do not have the luxury to do Insta detox. I mean, my job is literally on Instagram. So I'm constantly seeing things, seeing things which I don't even like, seeing things which I don't even agree with. But I also see, okay, there's a certain section. What is, what is something that people uh, are liking about it? you know, something that I might find cringe or people my generation might find cringe is aspirational for a certain set of society. And regardless of my judgment, they are stories. Stories evolve over time. Your parents might not agree with the kind of stories that you like now. But you can't, you know, hold that against you. I mean, it's it's very, very difficult to create that way. You have to constantly evolve. And yeah, I think after time, after time creation becomes a process that's you find the joy in adapting so your core can still remain the same let's say if i love to write about romance five years back i would write about romance in a certain way and now i'm writing about it in a certain way but the core core remains the same i mean it's it's triggering the same things in you 
just in a different way so it's very important to keep up with this evolving language of storytelling to say that oh this is now people will hear it better people would consume it better people will read it better if i say it like that and a lot of creators who created back in 5 fi- years back or started they now struggle with this that you know how do we adapt to this this madness now everybody wants to read memes everybody wants to read these short stories i'm like you can crib about it or you can adapt to it and just just uh, it's a very tech uh, very uh, tricky thing to keep your voice alive and yet adapt and i think once you uh, once you figure out a way to keep your core and your voice same and find a way okay how do i just say it to let's say i want to talk to a 15 year old about love i can't talk it like how i i can't talk about it like how i talk to my peers it's very simple it's basic communication you talk like your consumers talk and you have to just figure it out sometimes our personal arrogance or our personal reservations about certain kind of content might stop us from doing it but that's something you have to get over so sanjana i think you shared a very important lesson for all our listeners that how to have a audience pulse you need to understand that while at the same time you need to keep your essence you know the core of your brand right and like that kind of leads us to the next question where content creation has become such a business necessity and now a lot of legacy brands who never used to indulge in it before now have picked up on it and now are starting their like blogs and you know uh, newsletters so and now it's also an aspirational occupation for the younger population the gen z so given that you have had this journey and you you've been through it what would be your advice for the content creators of tomorrow considering the industry's trends and opportunities you know i think i consider myself very fortunate in this that i started my career at a point where there was very very less competition and uh, you know this field was not uh, explored there was very less exposure when i said i wanted to become a writer there were like murmurs and judgments and of all sorts this is 2015 we are talking about and uh, now with so much exposure so much uh, so many routes and so many fields through which you can enter into the stream it's become much much harder unfortunately at the same time the good thing about it is you that there's a lot more uh, freedom to experiment to try and fail like you can afford to fail right now that's a big privilege back in 2015 if i failed it i had to think of other career options immediately and think okay what what am i going to do right now now it's not the case you can just you know uh, try writing make your own brand make your own profile there are so many meme pages so many content pages that take user generated content you can just try it out see if what is working for you see what is not working for you find out your voice that's i think that's a luxury that creators of today have that there's so much there's so much to learn from at the same time there's competition there's crazy competition because users have become creators so there's a lot of like you say clutter when you say clutter the fight is not to break the clutter the fight is to stay at the top of the clutter because there's there's nothing that can break the clutter there's so much of creation around that the moment you have an idea within hours replications of it will happen there's the originality of thought is obsolete now 
so you just have to figure out okay this is the thought i have i know that 50000 other people will have it in what better way can i put it out in what way can i put it out that will make people laugh or you know will relate or will resonate with people because see five years back content creation or consumption was an extra added activity to your day to day life like shopping or reading or going out and meeting friends you took some time and not everybody did it you took people who only liked content consumption did it there were sets of people who consumed a certain kind of content so there were photographers who would love to see photography content there were food enthusiasts who only consumed food blogging there were writers readers who only followed but now over the years it has become uh, like you said uh, you know people are inhaling content so inhaling means it has become air it has it is everywhere it's it's become so woven in our lives that everybody is doing it and when everybody is doing it it's not clutter really it's become routine it's become a part of your life so then you cannot really uh, if it's air you cannot really find a new way to create air you can't find a new air you just have to make the one more breathable so you just have to find okay if this is the clutter how do i do it better how do i make people more comfortable and seen with my kind of content and that's where i think the brain power is required and what i would tell what i would say to the creators of tomorrow is don't be afraid to fail i think that's a luxury that you have of failing and trying and failing and trying lot of creation is also about you know sitting back and observing i think right now uh, the environment of social media is such that everybody is so much in a hurry to just put out there just put whatever idea i have even if it is not brewed to its full potential even if it is not you know it's still raw it's in its early stage let me just put out of there because validation no the the thirst of validation is the biggest enemy of creation because for you are uh, looking for temporary short term uh you know uh, endorphins you are looking something uh, you're not telling uh, you're not uh, looking to tell a story you're looking for just putting out a story there whether or not people are listening or not listening then you are immediately affected oh this didn't work this get so many likes this got i whenever somebody new in my team comes and when they are trying out content i generally give them full uh, freedom that okay now it's on you find make the schedule for the next one week i am not going to overlook it i will only directly see it on the page what's going up and uh, very naturally uh, after two weeks or one week uh, i get a very frantic message oh my god this didn't work this didn't work i'm like it's okay fine fine doesn't work you have learned something out of it why did not you tell me why did it not work i mean don't lose your sleep over it you are publishing content for 2.5 million people on a daily basis you will fail if you are not failing then then i am more worried that are you okay <laughs> are you getting enough sleep <laughs> but it's okay if you fail i mean uh, take some time sit back relax let your brain breathe i mean it's so important to let just your brain breathe so yeah rest observe absorb and then create i love that you summarized it at the end <laughs> i think that was perfect
and um so i'm glad that we actually kind of ended our main segment talking about advice because we actually have somebody who is asking for more advice so a fun segment we do on mycast is we reveal the speaker to all our batchmates on campus and we say hey we're getting this really exciting person do you have questions this is your opportunity so we have um sunny kalyani from ccc at myka ccc is our crafting creative communications course they're some of the most creative people on campus and the reason i explain that is because their question has something related to that so their question is ttt recently launched a course called writing that sells and how has the audience response been about this program considering it's an extension of ttt's platform strength and would you recommend this course to individuals like myself that's sunny speaking about themselves whose academic curriculums place a strong emphasis on copywriting right uh, so first of all thanks sunny hi sunny thank you for your question you know it's a combination it's a, all the modules are a smart, smart combination of industry techniques plus techniques that people have uh, people who are giving that module have learned while working and i think that's the best part about this whole course that it's a it it these these uh, techniques or tips are not taken from textbooks that do this do this do this do this they are tried and tested so many of these techniques you will not find in any uh, course or textbook or anything because it's it's come out of personal experiences so these are lived these are tried and tested and worked uh, so sanjana now we have come to the most fun segment which is also the last segment <laughs> this is the rapid fire segment and uh, so we just ask you very interesting fun short questions and you just have to say the first thing that comes to mind the first question is what's one book you'd recommend to our audience oh the anxious people i love it the anxious people everybody should read it very beautiful story i'm a fiction person also so i'll only recommend fiction books i think that's perfectly fine next question name a podcast or web series that you love um web series there's a web series called the unbelievable unbelievable on netflix very good web series uh, i would not tell it what it is about but i'm again i love thrillers so i watch a lot of serial killer documentaries uh, <laughs> which is very in contrast to the kind of things i write but yeah it gives me a headspace away from my uh, main genre which is romance and mushy things so i watch thriller just to you know clear my head and unbelievable is a really good thriller show okay the next question is a piece of content branded or unbranded that you won't ever forget currently i am a big fan of what uh, bumble does very in, it's a very good way that they are uh, talking about modern dating relationships getting a lot of voices that are relevant also and i love the way they handle these uh, topics so yeah bumble okay what excites you about being a content focused creative director today that one thing that gets you really excited i just i every time i post or uh, see something on the page and the comments is oh wow how did you how did you know that we were thinking this you know this one comment always motivates me so much that you know you put something out there that you might be feeling or might be uh, inspired from your but like millions of people are resonating with it it's so 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 satisfying and cathartic so as a content creator i just love it when people say oh my god how did you know about this or you know i went through the same thing there's a certain level of empathy that comes with it it brings you closer to your audience without even knowing anything about them 
so that feeling that you know oh i have been there thanks for writing this thanks for putting words to my feelings uh and finally and i think this question sums up our entire podcast can you describe ttt in one word i think every time i talk about it it's stories stories everything i think sums up uh, gets summed up there stories that meaningful stories that people connect with if in one line i had to summarize stories at the core of it yes we tell stories everything you see around you are stories and we just find those moments where people can find some feel people can feel understood i think that's the most beautiful note we could have ended our podcast on thank you so much sanjana for joining us today we were incredibly excited and i am sure that the listeners are going to love this episode and we had a lovely time